Hello and welcome to another edition of the End Zone Podcast. My name is Eric Jensen. No Bradford today. Out doing some school stuff. Mason back with me. I know we've got a lot of football content out there this week. We basically went over every single team in the playoffs, what we think about them and their chances moving forward. But we did want to come and give our picks for the wildcard weekend. I have Bradford's picks as well um, that I've sent to Mason. And Mason, perhaps you can deal with revealing those as well as we as we, we get through the slate here. But Mason really, as he does, had a great idea. We're going to talk about the games. We'll give our picks. And then we'll talk about one headline we'll be reading on Tuesday morning once the wildcard weekend is over with each each game i didn't know if we both wanted to do headlines for each game i'd be fine skipping some but we'll just kind of i really only have just like one headline that i had had really workshopped and i'm ready to go with so okay we'll we'll go back and forth i think we'll i think we'll i'll I'll throw out a few headlines as well but i'm sure i'm sure there's some others i can throw out there that i didn't think were necessarily the winners but we'll, we'll uh we'll get them all out there absolutely um Let's start. We're going to go chronological order. Saturday afternoon, 2.30 p.m. Mountain Time, 4.30 Eastern. Seahawks travel to the Bay Area to play the San Francisco 49ers. The Seahawks, a 10-point underdog on the road. And that's where I really start with this, Mason. I think gambling-wise, which I'll, I'll throw in there a few times because, I, you know, I figure we'll maybe both be gambling at least a little bit on this weekend's slate. Um, Ten points just seems way too big for this matchup. I I know that we have this great debate about Brock Purdy, and let's let's just put Brock Purdy aside. Geno Smith has played an absolutely fantastic year. The Seahawks have a ton of weapons that are playing really well right now. DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett are playing really good football this month. Uh, Kenneth Walker is finally kind of back in the lineup and contributing. He did so the the last two weeks. I'll hold off on my pick for just a second, but I I just wanted to ask you, are you, are you surprised that the number is this big? I just, I feel like the Seahawks are way too big of an underdog. I, I feel like this is going to be a very close game and certainly within 10 points. Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, again, not going to reveal my pick at this moment either, but I, it, were I betting this, I would definitely, like, the sp- as the spread, I would absolutely be taking the Seahawks. I think that is a disrespectful spread at minus 10 right now, uh, especially because, you know, I know the one game they got taken 27-7, to 7, but the second one was only 21-13. It was a bit of a closer game. And, you know, sweeping a team, I, I know they talk about, it not being easy, but it, it, you know, so that might be also working in the Seahawks favor there too. It just, it, there, there's a lot at stake here. And I think 10 points is just too much in the playoffs. Yeah. I, I think 10 points is too much in the playoffs. I think that there are some spreads uh, this weekend that are just way too big, including your teams, which, uh, you know, I, I, I just think, um, things are going to be tight uh, across the board. But then again, we kind of say that every year and history is instructive. The first 17 wildcard weekend last year was not all that entertaining. Most of the games were kind of blowouts. I just, 
I don't know if we're going to, if I expect the same thing this year, especially between like two and seven seeds, but the Seahawks are just in a different position than the Dolphins. The 49ers are nowhere near the talent level of the Bills, I don't think. And I, I think the Seahawks are a way better seven seed than the Miami Dolphins are. So I I, I think that this two seven matchup is is honestly a coin flip and we can kind of get into to picks now. I I do think it is really going to be a tight game. Uh I, I think that Brock Purdy has a lot to prove. He's got to keep it up in the playoffs before I really buy in. If he comes out and drops an absolute bomb in this game, I'll probably get convinced. And then we can kind of talk about the 49ers as true Super Bowl contenders. But until he does that, I'm going to remain just a little bit skeptical. Seahawks defense has sneaky been great over the past month. I know they slowed down in the middle of the season. But against the past, I believe there's something like crazy like eighth or fourth in passing DVOA allowed. Uh, their secondary has really come to play, and the 49ers have some great weapons in Ayuk and Debo, of course. So it'll be interesting to see how they match up in that regard. I'll just give my pick here. I think I'm going to take and, – and make sure you write down these scores too because scores will be important. We'll determine scores as tiebreakers. Let's say 49ers 27 Seahawks. 21 i think that this it, it ends up being about a touchdown game and uh the niners in the end do do end up getting the win here against a, a seahawks team that'll fight and i do believe gino will have a, a good performance and continue to cement himself as a potential future for the seattle seahawks uh but i i think the Niners are are going to win this game by about a touchdown. So I'll say 27 to 20, uh, not 26 to 20 Niners. All right. And uh, I think also this is going to be a super close game. It's, it's definitely going to be real tight for most of it. But I, I, man, I want to see Geno Smith do something this time around and and get he's got a chance finally he's on a good team he's getting treated well he's been playing well rookie quarterbacks do struggle sometimes in the playoffs just because this is a whole new atmosphere and it's a whole new level of play that they're having to deal with and so I think on a last second field goal the Seahawks are going to take it 24-21 and uh, we will have to get some scores from Bradford following this to fill out his selections. But uh, he also is picking the 49ers as well as you. Got it. I will currently message Bradford need scores. Um, so we're all going Niners here. That's no, I went Seahawks. Seahawks, right? Sorry, like I said, I get pulled away sometimes. It's it's disappointing. I'm trying to get better at that, just to get meta for a second. What was your score again? Twenty four, twenty one. Okay. <clears throat> wow. So, 
I don't remember you being one of the Brock Purdy defenders, but like I was. No, I absolutely was. I love Brock Purdy, but playoffs are a totally different animal, and I wouldn't respect him any less if he struggled a little bit in here against a division opponent. It, it would not make me think a whole lot less of him. I I think that it's too early to make a decision either way with the evidence that we have, like, I think a quarterback's true test comes a lot of times after there is tape on them. And it's, what do you do when defenses now know what you're best at and take that away from you? Can you right. develop a second and a third thing? And, and so I, I, I think he can struggle in the playoffs and I still wouldn't be hating on him at all. And the Seahawks are one of the few teams that really have tape on Purdy. I mean, they've seen him before. He, he was exactly. In- involved in the second matchup so uh and if there's a coaching staff with playoff pedigree it's the seahawks right i I, you know i i I think that's a a smart pick and something i could see happening i'm just gonna take the 49ers ultimately because of their defense which i believe is the best in the nfl uh and just bet on uh hufanga and uh joey uh, nick nick bosa uh to tear shit up so that's that's kind of my approach with with picking the Niners and what I think gives them the edge um next Chargers Jags I've been going back and forth a lot and I know everyone says this but I truly believe it this I believe is the best game of the weekend uh I truly believe that this is the best game of the weekend two of the best quarterbacks in the playoff field I have a headline. Here's my headline. Um, the headline reads, it's Monday morning. It's the Jacksonville Times. And it reads, the kid has arrived. Uh, I think that this is going to be an absolute shootout. The spread here, by the way, is now down to one and a half. Wow, that that moved from earlier today in favor of the Chargers. Uh, used to be Jags minus two and a half the last time I checked. I think I like the Jaguars here. I'll, we'll we'll get to pick specifically in in a little bit, but I went back today and I went on a YouTube deep dive basically of a bunch of playoff teams uh, just to catch up on things that I missed. And holy cow, Trevor Lawrence, I feel like even though he's getting hyped up right now, somehow he's underrated. Like I see some of the plays he makes and the throws he makes. And they're, they are legitimately the same level as the Josh Allen's and Patrick Mahomes. Like that, that, that is when he plays at his highest level, what he is capable of doing. And he's doing that with an extremely limited cast. I think he is one of the most impressive quarterbacks in this playoff field, especially in the AFC. I would put him ahead of Justin Herbert right now, even. And that's saying a lot because Justin Herbert's playing his best football right now. But I, I think I'd put, Lawrence squarely at four and uh, in, in the AFC quarterback rankings. And I, I, I think I put Justin Herbert at five. I think this is going to be a tremendous shootout. I don't think Mike Williams plays. He still hasn't practiced yet. Who knows? It's the playoffs. They could shoot him up with whatever they want to shoot him up with. Tore it all. 
their mix of magic drugs and see if he can go. But I I do think the Chargers are going to be without Mike Williams and they're going to be forced to run the football, which is fine because Austin Eckler has been out of his mind for the past month, just really, really great at football right now and, and great at finding the the holes. And honestly, they've kind of been a run first team in their attack over the past few weeks. And that's opened things up for Justin Herbert. And they struggled against the Broncos when the Broncos took the run game away. So uh, I think the Jaguars, you know, we talked, they have some good linebackers. Their defensive line is good, but they're still susceptible to the run game. You look at that Cowboys game, the Cowboys were able to take advantage on the ground. Um, I think the Jags win this game. I'll I'll wait to give my score in just a second. But I think this is a weekend where we just start to at least have the conversation that Trevor Lawrence is a top-tier AFC quarterback right up there with Burrow, uh, Mahomes, and Allen. Am I crazy to think that? No, I, I, I think that um, he obviously is going to need to put another year on tape to to really be classified with them because I, I think at this point that's what really defines you know Burrow and Mahomes and Allen is now they have multi-year consistency where it's like oh well we know what we're getting like that's it's not a question anymore of like can they keep that up it's they play at a high level it's all they do and so I you know I obviously would like to see another year but I think just the trajectory he's been on and the consistency that he's been playing with even later into the season it it definitely elevates him into that conversation uh pretty easily and so um with all of that said, uh, you are not going to find a dissenter in the group. We are all picking the Jaguars. Yeah, uh, and... it's, a sh- it's a shame. I know this is a betrayal uh, on the largest front. I know I am one of the largest Chargers. I, know, I made some guesses of what your picks were going to be in the in the form real quick, and I was wrong on this one. I'll, I'll tell you that. Yeah, I know I'm the biggest Chargers homer there is, but Ultimately, I have to admit, and I hope he doesn't listen to this. Ultimately, I have to admit that Bradford was ultimately right. There's like weird voodoo magic going on with that team that they screwed up in week 18 so royally that I think it might deflate the entire organization to the point that they don't come out ready and firing for this rogue playoff game in what is going to be an absolutely popping atmosphere low key i think i know or i know you'll you'll probably get upset with this because orchard parks in the mix but low key i think maybe the most menacing atmosphere this week might come in duval county like that prime time game they had against the titans was absolutely nuts can you imagine what a playoff game is going to look like and those people are are freaking crazy so they are crazy. They are so, crazy people. If there's one thing Duval has on us. They are insane. They they are crazy people. So I I think uh I think crazy people outweigh drunk, passionate people, which is what Orchard Park is. Uh, drunk, cold, passionate people. Drunk, cold, shirtless, passionate people. I should say. <laughs> yeah. uh, I think the Jaguars are crazy, stupid, and shirtless, and also drunk. And I think that beats out passionate 
crazy, stupid, shirtless, and drunk. So uh, I'm going to say the Jaguars have the best environment this weekend. Uh, I think they're going to absolutely blow the roof off that place. That said, I think this game does end up living up to the hype. I think it's super close. I'll take the Jags, 31, Chargers, 24. I also think this is the game that lives up to the hype, and it's the one that uh, it gives us that shootout that we're hoping for. And so I'm thinking Jaguars 35-31. And it would appear that Bradford somewhat agrees with us as well as he's got it put at 34-30 Jaguars. Great. Dolphins, Bills. I'm sorry, Mason. I know that you're a Bills fan, and I'm going to let you mainly take over here. This game is pointless to talk about. It would be the upset of it would be the upset of the century if the Dolphins won this game. The upset of the century. With not having Tua, with probably playing your third round quarterback or your third string quarterback, like against. The, who the Bills have been this year, the two seed by default, they're about to get a bomb detonated on top of them as far as I'm concerned. I'm genuinely willing to forego giving any analysis on this game for the boredom of it and tell you that I'm picking the Bills 32-13. Okay, so you do think they'll cover 13 points. I think that number's, I do. Really, I, I think that number's really big, and when that happens in the playoffs especially – the team favored by that much hardly ever covers. I'm going to say the bills have been terrible at covering this year. I will say that. So I have no evidence to back this up, but (laughs) I'm going to say the bills score 31, but the dolphins put up 23. So uh, I think within 10 ish points, but I'm not sure if they get, quite to 13 points uh i think 31 uh what did i say 31 31 23 23 is a pretty fair score but it'll be one of those 31 23 games where you know it wasn't that close so uh i i i'm bet i'm willing to bet tyree kill does something crazy and takes one or two to the house in garbage time and uh, Bradford very obviously agrees with the Bills pick, and he's putting it at 41 to 17. So even more disrespectful than where I was. All right. Onward. Onward. Okay, Giants Vikings. This game uh, gets an award for me. This is the game that I absolutely should not be looking forward to, but for some reason am the most looking forward to. I think it is by far the best Sunday game. Uh, I literally cannot wait to watch this just simply because I want to see how the Giants perform. They're playing their best football right now. Daniel Jones is playing above average quarterbacking. Saquon Barkley's doing Saquon Barkley things. The defense is coming into its own. Kayvon Thibodeau was a beast during the stretch run. Uh, and they're playing the Vikings, which who always play just like wildly close games that always end in crazy fashion. And it's in Minnesota and crazy stuff happens in Minnesota. And it's it's just something I'm looking forward to watching. I cannot wait. By the time it gets finished, it'll be dark. It'll be like a primetime game in the fourth quarter. 
I'm really looking forward to this one. I'll I'll start I'll, I'll start us off that way. Am I crazy to be feeling that way? I just feel like, especially with the news that Lamar's not going to play, I feel like by far this is the best game on Sunday. Now I have uh, a tiny bit of um, bias towards genuinely being very excited for this game because of uh, Brian DeBull being just doing a phenomenal job over there in New York and us being real excited for him doing so well. And so I'm, I, I genuinely want to see, you know, what he can do going into the playoffs against a genuinely difficult Vikings team who is, who has put a lot of teams in very difficult positions over the course of this year. So it's, I, I agree, though. I think probably of the Sunday slate, it's going to be the one that I think ends up the closest and the one that probably gives us maybe that like last minute who's going to win feeling where we're not kind of dozing off eight minutes before the end of the game knowing it's already over. Yeah, I, I would agree with that analysis as well. I think this could end up being a really weird, sloppy, ugly game. But still, those can be fun. And uh, I, I I think that this is a good time. You know, Sunday, you probably watch the first game. And, you know, it's it's 11, it's 1 in the afternoon, 11 in the morning, some, some places. You probably had like a pop during it. This is like a, a Giants-Vikings feels like a game where you can pour yourself two or three strong cocktails and just go along for a ride. I, I think I'm going to potentially get drunk when this game happens because <laughs> i i feel like this game is absolutely one of those games that you need to watch while you're drunk <laughs> it, it'll certainly be far more entertaining that way i think it'll, you can maybe find a fun drinking game you could do with it every yeah. time justin jefferson makes a ridiculous catch you might be slaughtered by the end of that game though yeah might might be slaughtered <laughs> by the end of the game who who knows all right my pick here this one's tough. It, it, it is. I can you go first while can you go first while I figure this out? And and I literally just flip flopped on it maybe five minutes ago on where I was going with this. And so where I've ended, and I think it is going to be one of those sloppy games. I think it's going to be really hard fought and tough and gritty and. It, it it's not going to look very good, but the win's going to be there, and I think it's going to be Giants 18, Vikings 14. Okay. No idea how that's going to work out that way, but that's how it's going. Well, it, it's in a dome, so you said that, but you got to remember the Vikings play in a dome. Yeah, they do. So, so like, it's, it's actually not. Doesn't mean they can't be bad in a dome. Yeah, I, I guess that's I guess that's true. Um well cowboys detonated on them in Minnesota, I'm pretty sure. Let's let's go with this. I'm gonna go Vikings. I will say Vikings, but like you, I think this is gonna be ugly. I think there'll only be like two offensive touchdowns for the Vikings. So let's say Vikings 25 Giants let's just get crazy with it. Vikings 25 on like a two point conversion at the end. Giants 24. Ooh, oh, see that would be such a good ending. That would yeah. be a good game. 
And Bradford agrees with you on the Vikings and uh, pretty close on the score there, 24-21. Yeah, I think this is about to be an absurdly close game. Ravens. Sunday nighter. Ravens, Bengals. Listen, I like Tyler Huntley, Utah guy. Always going to support my Utah guy, but he's not beating Joe Burrow. I think we can dispense with the pleasantries in this one. I get the Ravens' defense has been good. I, I get they just played each other, but I do think the Bengals come out and they say, all right, we're angry. We want to get back to the Super Bowl, and we want to make a statement that we're not the same old Bengals. I think this is maybe one of the biggest point def- differentials of uh, – the weekend, but still low scoring. And I think the Bengals defense really shows out. I'll say Bengals 27 Ravens 13. Wow. That's crazy. Uh, So I'm, I'm with you. I definitely think that with Tyler Huntley and stuff, and I'm going to just give Joe Burrow the same respect he gave to the bills. You know, I just assume they're going to win. And I, my score, is uh, Bengals 27, Ravens 12. Wow, that was pretty close. Yeah. It was, close. yeah. And uh, Bradford is also picking the Bengals at 24-17. All right. Monday night just came to my attention the other day that Monday is Martin Luther King Day, so that's nice. We'll have Monday off. Uh, so we, we you know don't have to worry about waiting at work for this game. Uh, Cowboys, Buccaneers. I think I have a headline here, and it comes from the Dallas Fort Worth Times. It reads, Disastrous Dallas every year. And I think we're heading towards a Buccaneers Tom Brady statement game where Tom Brady says, Hey, NFL, I'm a free agent next year. I need to stir up some interest for myself. I'm going to put my best game on tape. This team was able to score 30 on the Panthers a week ago. I know the Cowboys defense is better, but I think the Buccaneers really come out and and play well in this one. I'll I'll just give my prediction here. I think the Buccaneers win it 27-24. to I think it's a close game, but the Cowboys end up losing in heartbreaking fashion. And actually, I'm going to change my score. I'll say 31-24. Tom Brady leads a last-second touchdown drive. As Tom Brady is known to do. This was actually the game that I also wrote a headline for. And uh, it will be coming out and it will say, Florida man finds time machine, sends Dallas into disarray. And uh, like, I think, again, it'll be Tom Brady coming back, showing everybody it's still Tom Brady playing football. And you can all just enjoy sucking it and again i think last second touchdown drive and i'm kind of glad you changed your score because once again we were within one point of one another i have buccaneers 28 less 24 what bradford have and bradford is also taking the buccaneers he thinks this one will be a much uh lower affair at 14 to 9 
Okay. Which, uh, if that's how low it is, I'm pretty sure that gets McCarthy fired the next day. Yeah, and uh, I'll tell you what. If it's 14-9, I love the NFL, but that's going to go on the second screen, and I'll, like, throw an NBA game on the big TV. Like, I, oh, yeah. I, 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 I'm... I'm not interested in watching that. Burn down on good games from the weekend. You can take a break on that one and come back yeah. for it a little later. Yeah, uh, that that one could be a tough watch. Uh, I'm trying to be less of a sicko this year, you know, and and that 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 feels like a real sicko game to watch. Yeah, no, that feels like one you can let pass by. Yeah, yeah. So we'll we'll, we'll, we'll of course watch the first half, see how it goes. Yeah, but make sure it's not going to be good. But yeah, you know, I will have waning viewership on that one. Um, all right, that was great. I think we accomplished what we needed to accomplish within the time frame. Uh, we'll be back next Tuesday. We'll do a wild card round recap where we'll mainly kind of focus on the teams that lost actually and look forward to what that means for their season what that means for them going forward. And then, you know, we'll, we'll obviously talk about the big performances that got wins. And then I think uh, next Thursday or Friday, again, we'll hop on, we'll do something similar to this pretty quick hitters, just give our picks for the divisional round. And then we'll, we'll kind of do that going in and AFC championship week. We'll, we'll probably do that as well. And then, um, slow down once we get to just two games so um yeah expect two episodes next week as well thank you for listening to all three this week again please go like and subscribe to the podcast it helps us out leave us a five-star review on apple and yeah that's a, that's about all i got anything else bradford uh, mason not bradford at all I'll ask him real quick. You got anything, Bradford? Nah, he's good. He's good. Washing his hair. That's what he said. Just gotta keep washing. Gotta keep washing that beautiful, beautiful hair of his. All right. Thank you so much, Mason. That that was, this is just terrible by me. Mason, thank you so much, Mason. Mason, I really appreciate you. Mason, you have a glorious mustache. Mason, you are the man. Mason, go Bills. We'll see y'all later. Peace out. Okay, Super Bowl.